Hello. Bonjour. Hola. We love traveling this year, but it was a bit different for everyone. We rounded up our top 10 trips from 2020. This year, we were able to take some trips that were far from home, but also ones close by. This is Travel Babies, a podcast on all things travel. I'm JQ from the travel blog, jqlouise.com. And I'm Juliana from Travel with Juliana. Each week, we talk about important travel topics to help you decide when, where, and how to explore the world in style. Let's get to it. So Jacqueline, your first trip this year was Hong Kong. What airline did you guys fly? So we actually flew uh, Virgin. So we flew Virgin Atlantic to London and then from London on to Hong Kong. And we got to try their amazing lie flat beds. Um, it was super cool. And since we flew on Christmas Day, all the staff were actually wearing like Christmas outfits and it was really festive. Okay, cool. So where did you guys stay when you got there? So we actually got to stay at the amazing St. Regis Hong Kong. It was brand new. The hotel had just opened. And we actually got to try out the St. Regis butler service. So we even had a butler unpack us when we arrived. Wow, so cool. So I also see that they have a really cool pool. Yeah, so thankfully Hong Kong is nice and warm even in December and January. So it was like 70 or 75 most of the time we were there. So we got to go in the pool a little bit. So what else did you guys do when you uh, when you got there? So Hong Kong is filled with things to do. You would literally need a lifetime to do everything, but we tried to hit all the highlights. Uh, the first one is heading up to Victoria Peak on the Peak Tram. So this is a little tram car that you take up um, up the mountain, and this is where people get those classic photos of, you know, overlooking the Hong Kong Bay and Kowloon and just all the skyscrapers. Um, it was so amazing. We loved it. Cool. And then um, I also heard about Big Buddha. Tell us about that. Yeah. So another classic Hong Kong thing to do is you take the uh, subway out to an island about takes about 45 minutes to an hour on the subway. You're all of a sudden you're out of Hong Kong. You're out in literally like a tropical um, bay. So you're on an island. You know, you're far away from all the skyscrapers. And what you do is you hop on the Nongping 360 cable car, and this takes you to another island where you get to see the big Buddha. So it's literally a gigantic Buddha on one of these islands, and even just getting there is part of the adventure. So these cable cars, it's about a 10-minute, 10 to 15-minute ride, I think, and you get to just enjoy the views. And if you pay a little bit extra, you can get what they call a crystal cabin um, cable car. Oh, cool. So what's that? So the crystal cabins, um, you know, in a cable car, just like if you're on a ski mountain, um, normally the floor, you know, you can't see out of the floor. But if this one, it's a glass floor. Cool. So you must have got some really cool views from there. Yeah. And you're going over the ocean. You're going over mountains and trees. And it's just an amazing view. So Hong Kong has a lot of temples, right, GQ? You guys visited a few. Yeah, there's so many temples. Um, one of our favorites was right in central Hong Kong called the Manmo Temple. So this one is beautiful. It's known for all of its incense and it's free to enter. You can just walk in, check it out. Um, and it's important to remember that all visitors should be respectful because these these are uh, spiritual and religious sites um, as well right. as historical sites. So, you know, just be respectful and, and, you know, really just explore and try to soak up the culture. Yeah, so that must have smelled really good when you were inside with all the incense. Yeah, oh my god, it was so nice and it was so, you know, it really felt like an authentic experience. Cool, did you guys visit any other temples? 
Um, so we went to a few. Um, one of them was the Chi Lin Nunnery. So this is actually on the Kowloon side of the bay. And this is a huge complex. So this is a historical nunnery on the Kowloon side of the bay. And it was another beautiful temple complex to check out. And even though the day we visited, it was a little rainy, it was still really cool. We got some great photos and it was a lot of fun. Cool. And I also heard that um, Hong Kong has a lot of parks all around the city. Yeah, so even though Hong Kong has so many skyscrapers and it's super modern, they have invested a lot in public green spaces. So, um, you know, you definitely have to check these out. And honestly, they're hard to miss. There are lots of um, lots of parks everywhere. And one of the cool ones is Hong Kong Park. And this is home to the Edward Yude Aviary. And this is literally a public aviary in the middle of Hong Kong. Cool. And uh, did you guys see any museums when you when you were there? Yep. So um, Hong Kong, again, you know, they have they have everything. So one of the museums we went to was the Hong Kong Museum of Art. And this is on the Kowloon side, right on the bay. Um, And many of the exhibits are actually free to enter. So you can just walk right in and, you know, start exploring the art. And because it's a modern art museum, there's a lot of interactive exhibits. I remember there was this one exhibit where there were these beautiful ribbons with some um, beautiful paintwork on them where you could just walk amongst them and it was supposed to be like a forest. Wow, so cool. So were there any other notable places to visit when you're in Hong Kong? So actually right there near the Hong Kong Art Museum on Kowloon, on the Kowloon side, there's a huge new complex that was just developed. So it's called the K-11 Mall. And this is like an ultra luxury mall. I mean, it's only, it has couture brands, international brands, kind of streetwear brands. Like So on the first few floors, it's ultra luxury. And the higher up you go, it's kind of the more accessible brands. But So it's like 11 floors of just like luxury mall. Yeah, luxury mall. There's really good. There's an awesome food court there too. Like we got some really good food there too. Oh wow, cool. So yeah, moving on to food. Uh, what are some of your favorite spots to eat in Hong Kong? So Hong Kong, like again, it's such an international city, but it's really known for its Michelin-starred dim sum. Um, Hong Kong actually has the cheapest Michelin-starred restaurant in the whole world. Um, this is called Tim Ho Wan, and this they have a few locations now but their original was literally the cheapest michelin starred place you could go to like you could get a michelin starred dish for only a few dollars wow so awesome and we'll put the link below but you should really check out our blog on our visit to hong kong because the food is amazing and i'm getting hungry just looking at the photos and the pictures are so cute like of the dim sum because they put little faces on them it's really cool yeah, they really have fun with it. I mean, there's one place called Yum Cha, and Yum Cha is actually um, the word of going for dim sum in Cantonese. Um, but there's a restaurant now called Yum Cha, and it's really Instagram worthy. I mean, they have fun with their dim sum um, dishes. Like there's dumplings and buns, and they put little faces and they turn them into fun little characters. Wow, Hong Kong seems so cool. Hopefully, I'll get to go this year. Yeah, I'm so grateful that we got to go before all this craziness started. It's definitely worth uh, worth a trip. Okay, Juliana, let's move on to a big trip that you took before COVID. Yeah, so in January of this year, I got to go to Medellin, Colombia. Um, it was a really cool trip. So actually, the reason I went was because uh, my boyfriend, Pierre-Luc, was, uh, he's a PhD student, and he was doing a project that was based there. Um, so I, I visited while he was there. 
Wow, yeah, Medellin seems so amazing. I mean, that's one of the hot destinations right now because it's kind of an up-and-coming city. I know there's a lot of funky, cool stuff, and and I heard they have really good food, too. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, there's a lot to do in Medellin, and of course, it's there's a lot of fun n- nightlife, um, especially right in the city center. There's a lot of restaurants, bars, and clubs, so it really makes for a lot of fun, and it's pretty easy to get to from Boston. Um, I don't think there's any direct flights, but you just do a quick stop in Miami. Um, yeah, what airline did you take? So I flew American. So I just stopped right in Miami and then it was another quick flight um, to Medellin. So it's definitely um, a trip that I recommend everybody take. I really cannot wait to go back Um, with COVID right now. It's a little bit hard, but I really want to visit as soon as I can. So what were some of the places you visited? So first I'll start off with food because we did eat at so many good restaurants. I think the notable ones um, was were definitely the 2C rooftop. So from there, we just got drinks there, but the drinks were so amazing, so creative. And um, you get a, an amazing view of the city um, right from the rooftop. Oh, I think I've seen that one on Instagram. I need to go. It's so cute. Yeah. And they have like a really cute, really Instagrammable spot with like wings where you, uh, you know, in the back and you can stand in front of it and take a really cute picture. Um, And then another one I would mention is um, Restaurant El Celio, which is, I think that the chef um, used to be a Michelin star chef and there's no Michelin stars in in Colombia, but if there was one, this would definitely be one of them. Um, We had an 11 course tasting menu with a wine pairing. And the great thing about Medellin too, especially if you're coming from the US, is that everything is super affordable. So, you know, you can get an 11 course dinner for under $60 and it's at restaurant El Celio it was especially amazing because we got to have it was very um experimental so like the first course was just chocolate sugar and coffee grinds mixed up poured over your hands and it was like an exfoliation and then Whoa. you could lick the chocolate off it was so yummy and just so, such a cool experience Whoa, that's so cool I've never seen anything like that me neither that sounds great so um you know what else did you do like what were some of the activities you guys did when you were there yeah so like I said there's a ton to do in Medellin you know with museums and parks um one of our one of the parks we went to was called Park Every which um to get to you have to take a cable car kind of like what you took in Hong Kong you have to go all the way up especially from from Medellin you have to go it's I would say it's like maybe 45 minutes to an hour, you go all the way up and you can really feel how high you are when you're going up because you look out the window and you see just, you know, as you're going up, you see the city is kind of like in a valley. So um, as you get a little bit higher... Ooh, that's where you probably got a lot of nice photos too. Yeah, exactly. And we, I did like a time-lapse video of, um, as we were going up and it was just so cool to see all the, the greenery and the trees um, as you go up. And then once you get to the park, there's a lot of cute spots to eat and take more photos. Um, really, really definitely a, a must when you go. And what about museums? Yeah, and Colombia has a lot of cool art museums. We went to the MOM, which is the Museum of Modern Art, and they have a lot of really cool um, new exhibits. They're they're usually changing um, changing them quite often. So when you go, it'll it'll probably be different, and it's a you can get um, you know the student ticket price, and so it's really cheap, really affordable again. That's awesome. Yeah, Medellin seems like a really affordable, cool city to visit. So that's definitely on my list for 2021. Yeah, and another thing that they have a lot of, which um, is definitely makes it great for millennials and people who really um, want to try and eat 
you know, more healthy, but still experience the culture, the, the cultural food when they're there. They have a lot of vegan and vegetarian options, especially in the city. So one place that we went basically every day for breakfast was called the um, Sarah's Cafe. And it's a fully um, vegetarian menu. We had amazing food every single day and always different, uh, different dishes, but healthy, yummy and very Colombian. And did you feel safe most of the time you were there? I know a big concern visiting Colombia and a few other places in South America is just, you know, tourists are sometimes targeted. So what Mm -hmm. did you think? Yeah, I mean... I think like any big city, you kind of just have to watch out where where you're walking around and, you know, especially traveling in groups or pairs is is probably best. I think when you when you're clearly a tourist in a city, of course, you know, the locals who are maybe, you know, pickpocketing, you just have to watch out for things like that in any big city. So I, I mean, I felt completely safe most of the time, of course. You want to stay in the the bigger um, city centers. Yeah, and, and I guess and if you stay really in the right go. areas. Yeah, and, and just I mean, do your research. the downtown, yeah, definitely do your research. The downtown area is super safe. You know, there's, um, I would say, in the bigger touristy areas, especially, there's, there's a lot of police there, too. So, you know, there is a lot of crime in Colombia, but obviously only in certain parts. Well, that's good to hear. Medellin is definitely on my list. I'm excited to kind of explore more of South America next year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's move on to the next trip. So JQ, in uh, beginning of 2020, you went to Deer Valley. So let's hear about that. Yeah, so um, actually it's a funny story because our only ski trip we took this year was actually to Deer Valley in Park City. And it was supposed to be the first of many because we love skiing, but um, you know how things turned out, uh, we actually had a huge ski trip as our first and only ski trip this year. So how was the skiing there? I've never been out west. So this was our first time skiing out west too, and it was awesome. I mean, they call Utah as the place with the greatest snow on earth, and it was definitely true. I mean, there was tons of powder, tons of fresh snow, and we just had a great time. Great. So you think it's more for advanced or expert skiers or ever, uh, anyone can go? So the great thing at Deer Valley in particular is that no matter what lift you go to, there's usually all types of trails going off of each lift. So there's beginner trails, intermediate, advanced, expert. Um, so no matter what your skill level is, you can really have fun the whole day. Yeah. And it looks like there's some really great eating options there. So what were some of your favorites? Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much great dining on the mountain, um, whether you want just a quick bite in a little lodge or if you want a real sit down meal, there's tons of options. I mean, one of our favorites was the Royal Street Cafe, and this is located mid mountain right near the Silver Lake Lodge. Um, and this is a it's a sit down restaurant, perfect for lunch. You can grab lots of elevated classics. I mean, some of their famous things are the Crab Tower and their whole selection of burgers and sandwiches. Mm, sounds so yummy. So I heard they had this thing called Ski Butlers. So what is that? So Ski Butlers is awesome. And it's funny because now it probably makes even more sense during COVID than it did before. Um, so basically it's a door-to-door ski rental service. So since we flew out there, we didn't want to bring our skis with us. So we wanted to just rent skis when we got there. Right. Um, and Ski Butlers, they actually came to our room Um, fitted us for our boots and our skis we told them what we wanted so they brought a few options oh great that's so convenient because I know whenever you know I'm newer to skiing and every time I'm going to rent skis I don't exactly know so I feel like having someone to help you choose is really nice yeah they're so helpful I mean these guys know really know what they're doing Um, and it was so nice not having to do that whole waiting in line at the ski rental place with a million other people it was so relaxing 
And so I know when you guys went there, you got to ski with a pro. So tell us about that. So Deer Valley has this amazing program called Ski with a Champion, and you get to choose to ski with one of their seven Olympic skiers. And we actually got to ski with their um, mountain ambassador, Heidi Vockler, and she was awesome. She knows the mountain for like the back of her hand. We had so much fun skiing, and we literally went on every lift, and we explored the whole mountain in one day. That sounds so cool. So did you get to ski with her like the entire day? Yeah, we skied with her for like four hours. That's awesome. And you guys are already really good. So was she giving like more tips and just like how, like just more skiing tips? Yeah, I mean, she gave us some tips, but it was more like exploring. So it wasn't like a class. It was like, oh, okay. Just like skiing with your friend who knows the whole mountain like yeah. perfectly. That's so cool. So much fun. All right, so let's get back to skiing. You took a ski trip, right, Juliana? Yeah, so we went to Sunday River um, at the beginning of February last year, and it was so much fun. It's, you know, about a three and a half hour drive from Boston, so it's definitely a great trip to make into like a little weekend getaway. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, Sunday River is great because you can stop off on in Portland on the way up, and then you only have a few more hours to go. Yeah, definitely. One place we always stop by if we're near Portland or driving through is um, Pan Mei Miyake. Oh, I love yum. that place. It's so good. So we def- we stopped there on the way there and, and on the way back, I think. Um, but no, Sunday River was so much fun. I think specifically for me, you know, I'm a more beginner skier. I took a lesson. It really helped my confidence and just helped me, um, you know, have more fun when I was actually skiing. That's awesome. Yeah, lessons are great. I mean, I think everyone should take lessons. I mean, when we were in Deer Valley, we basically took a lesson with that pro and it helped me a lot. Yeah, and I mean, it's really just about getting yourself um, ready to ski, especially at the beginning of the season when you haven't been skiing all year and you're you're trying to get your body back into it. And, um, you know, for me, the first time I skied, I was just super scared. So it's just like getting over the fear of falling and and knowing how to fall and having fun with it um, just helps a lot. And lessons, again, like that was definitely my favorite part and I just took a group lesson so it was a small group of us and the instructor did a lot of exercises so I could watch other people do it first and so it was just really a lot of fun yeah I mean in skiing it's just such a great sport because it's it's fun for the whole family it's safe it's it gets you outside in the winter and in New England it's tough for us to actually get enough sunlight and yeah, get enough time outside exactly and that's the one thing too I really like about it is you if you get started really early you know you get there right when the lifts open you ski all day and then by 4 p.m you're really tired and you're ready to have a nice dinner and go to bed it's just a great way to stay active in the winter as you said exactly awesome well that sounds like a lot of fun yeah definitely and so Juliana um so one more trip pre-pandemic um you went to West Palm like right before all this happened right yeah so it was just a great little warm weather trip in March I mean it was definitely uh you know I was really happy that we we got to go um before COVID and everything happened um you know it's a quick flight from from Boston and it's kind of um you know I always love going to Florida like we love Miami so I just wanted to go to a different place than Miami yeah like how was it compared to Miami it was really relaxed I mean I think it's definitely a great retirement place you know it's it's more of a relaxing like it's not as um it's not you know open hustle and bustle bustle Miami with all of the clubs and restaurants it's still really fun and there's great places to eat of course there's the beach I mean it's a really relaxing place yeah like that's a nice little quiet trip I mean and it looks like you guys had fun like you got a lot of nice photos and yeah it was really like there was so many hotels and restaurants and little um kind of um like market type places where we could take a lot of photos and and grab a 
a bunch of different things to eat so that was really fun um this place called grandview market which we went to for breakfast every day they had like great juice places and smoothies and and a few um other healthy options so that was really fun and, and again like a lot a really cute photo spot that's great um and then there was a an avocado uh only restaurant where they had oh. like all different kind of avocado oh, nice. dishes which we loved um and then as i said you know just going to the beach or the hotel pool was was really great oh awesome so what were some of the other places you went i mean i saw you got all those classic photos that everyone thinks of for west palm yeah so i mean we definitely checked out a lot of the the main spot so we went to the colony hotel um which is really cute they have like different really pretty wallpaper all over the place on every floor so basically we were just going to every floor and want, like wanted to take pictures oh, in wait, all the every hallways floor it was different yeah every floor and all of the like the lobby was different the bathroom was even so pretty like so colorful and oh, so summery i remember those photos now yeah and then the other place we went was the breakers and that was just such a cool like a huge mansion property um you know you you go down and there's a really really long driveway to get in so we our uber dropped her off dropped us off um at the beginning of the driveway we walk down there's so many pretty flowers all along the way like they really keep it looking nice um and then we just grabbed a drink in the hotel bar it was so much fun such a cool interior too like it really felt like we were in some kind of mansion yeah super historic that's so cool yeah yeah so then when we got back everything kind of blew up with COVID and there was a really long period where it felt like we just couldn't even leave our house and couldn't travel. So, you know, once things started to open up, where was the first place that you traveled, JQ? So once things started to reopen and we knew it was safe and there were, you know, all the protocols in place, um, the first place that we went was actually for my birthday weekend. Uh, We headed up to Camden, Maine, and we stayed at a hotel that's been on my list for years. We stayed at the Camden Harbor Inn. Oh, yeah. It's so quaint and historical. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So Camden, it's about four hours from Boston. So it's a little bit of a long drive for a weekend, but it's totally worth it. And in the summer, it's nice because it stays light out so late. So even if you leave after work on a Friday, you still get there and it's still light out. Right. Which is something I miss so much these days. I know. Me too. So we stayed at the amazing Camden Harbor Inn, which is a Relay and Chateau property. And it overlooks the harbor, and it's just a really five-star hotel. Like, we had such an amazing time. Yeah. So is you said Camden is, like, right on the harbor, so you kind of get, like, a, a water view. And how far is Camden from Portland, just for reference? Um, so it's about two hours north of Port, two a little over two hours okay. north so of Portland. So pretty north. Even north, more north of Sunday River, which is in Newry. Yeah, so... So yeah, we stopped in Portland on the way up. We had a quick snack um, and then we just kept driving. But yeah, again, you know, Portland is always a really good little stopping point. Yeah, for sure. So what are what are some of the activities you guys did in Camden? So um, the hotel has a huge focus on its culinary program. They take it really seriously. Yeah. So um, any, any meal that we could, um, we really tried to eat at the hotel. We had breakfast there. We had a dinner yeah. there. Um, the breakfast was so cool because they print out a little menu card with each person's name on it. Um, oh, so cute. Like they had one that said Jacqueline, they had one that said Drew, and they do that for all their guests each morning. So, Oh my God, that's so nice. It was such really, a nice little treat. You really want to go. Um, and I heard you guys did like an all lobster tasting menu. So what was that like? Yeah, so one of their famous things is they do a lobster tasting menu since they're literally like 
a few feet from the harbor so they can right. get the freshest seafood ever and so yummy and you know Maine lobster is just the best yeah so um they do this tasting menu um and it had seven courses all different things on it um they prepare lobster in their coolest ways like this isn't your basic you know lobster roll steamed lobster lobster yeah. roll it's like they get super creative. There were a few like Asian fusion inspired dishes. And oh, just I some... love that when they incorporate like lobster and seafood. Yeah. And just some really modern interpretations of it. We'll leave the link below to the blog it, all about it. Um, we highly recommend it. It's so worth it. Cool. So were there any other, um, you know, kind of outdoor activities? It's probably just like such a nice area to walk around in, in the summer, especially. Definitely. So the downtown in Camden is a cutest little new england town you can just walk there right from the hotel it's just a few minutes um, to get into the downtown and into the harbor so definitely recommend just doing making a little time to walk around but also um, there's a few activities that you want to do too one of them is taking a ride on the schooner surprise Ooh, i love schooners so schooner surprise is a hundred year old schooner and they do oh, different wow. like sunset rides, lunchtime rides, kind of romantic charters. You can do whatever yeah. you want. We always That's do the so sunset. That's so much fun. The sunset and they were, they were all open during COVID and the summertime, yep. like the yeah. season. Yeah, they were open this season. I mean, they had some like capacity limits. They could only have like half as many people right. as they normally do. So honestly, it made it kind of nice. Like we had, there was us and a few other people and that was it. It was yeah. almost like private charter. Yeah, so much fun. Um, and then... The other big thing in Camden, and we've done this a few times, is that you want to go and drive up this amazing mountain. And it's only a few minutes away from town, but you pay um, a really small fee to go up the toll road. And then you drive up the mountain and you have just a sweeping view of Camden and the harbor. And it's just like a postcard view. Oh, so pretty. Cool. And so what mountain is that? So it's called Mount Batty. And you can just search Mount Batty Toll Road and it should come up. So... And it's only $6 per adult, um, including your car. So it's like if there's two people, you just pay $12 and then you get to drive up the road. It takes like a few minutes. It's oh, a nice so much fun. Drive and then yeah. you get to the top and you can take some awesome photos and just enjoy the view. Yeah, so cool. And we even saw some people having a little picnic lunch up there too. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a great spot for one. Yeah. So honestly, I mean, st- highly recommend staying at the Camden Harbor Inn take a schooner ride on schooner surprise take the toll road up to mount batty and then just you know enjoy the evenings by the harbor and just stroll the downtown yeah okay so let's move on to the next trip so you took a lot of different summer trips this year jacqueline so what was another one so another big one that we did was we actually flew to nantucket so Camden was the first trip at all that we took out of Boston, but Nantucket was the first place that we flew since the pandemic started. Oh, right. So which airline did you guys fly? So we took Cape Air, um, and Cape Air is a little, you know, it's a small airline, right? Um, but they're the experts in getting you to Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard or Cape Cod. Yeah. And so how long is the flight from Boston, like from Logan to Nantucket? So it's literally like 35 minutes. Oh, cool. So that's really fast, way faster than driving. Yeah, way faster. You don't have to deal with the ferry. And if you're like us and you live downtown, I mean, it takes us 10 minutes to get to the airport. Yeah, so much quicker. And then there were no lines. I mean, And you don't have to get to the airport that far in advance either. No. And for Cape Air, I honestly recommend 
get there like a half an hour before your flight because right. you, you just need time to get through security. But then your flight's not going to board until like the actual time of the flight. Oh, because it's such a small flight. Yeah, because there's right. literally like you and maybe one other passenger and then just the pilot. Right. So when you guys got to Nantucket, how was it getting from the airport there to your hotel? So it was a little tricky. So this was the first time that we flew there. So I didn't know. So I had called around and tried to ask, um, you know, what was the best thing to do? Because I knew Ubers were still a little weird this summer. Yeah, they weren't fully So like there weren't that many Ubers as there normally are. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to ask around and figure out, okay, should I schedule a taxi? And and a few people told me, oh, there'll be plenty of taxis just waiting. Waiting. But there wasn't. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So... I ended up having to call for a taxi once we got there. And we only had to wait like 10 or 15 minutes. But, okay, that's not too bad. But definitely but like pre-order a taxi. That way yeah. it's waiting for you when you get there. Yeah, that's really good to know. And so what um, hotel did you guys stay at? So we actually didn't stay at a hotel. We actually, oh. this so this was part of a media visit. So we actually got to stay at a gorgeous house. Oh yeah, I remember seeing pictures. It looks so gorgeous and huge too. Yeah, so we got to stay in like this huge, like five or six bedroom house um, that was hosted. We were hosted by Blue Flag Partners. So they're building this gorgeous development out in Sconset. So we got to stay in one of their model homes and it was awesome. I mean, honestly, we got the real Nantucket experience of staying in a house. We had a huge backyard. We got to grill. We had a Jeep that we drove around the whole time. Especially back then, like that was in what, June or July, I think. It was just so nice to have an outdoor space where you didn't have to wear a mask, where you were alone, where you could just stay outside as long as you wanted. Exactly. I know. So this was over 4th of July. So we were in Boston literally for months without ever leaving. So yeah. we were so happy to just have fresh air and have space and have, you know, just a sea breeze. It was yeah, awesome. I know. COVID really made us appreciate more, you know, smaller things that we yeah, that we just like took you for know, granted. Took for granted before. Um, great. So did you guys, I know you said you grilled, so you cooked a little bit and did you go go to any restaurants nearby? Yeah. So, I mean, we definitely tried to grill as much as we wanted to, but I mean, also Nantucket has so many amazing restaurants. We went yeah, to a bunch absolutely. as well. I mean, my favorite, like all time favorite is Galley Beach. And I know that's a really popular one, but I mean, the food is awesome. Like you're literally eating on the beach, you're eating... Yeah. What's your favorite dish there? So they have my favorite lobster roll on the island. Oh, yeah. It's like the perfect lobster roll. It's the perfect size. It's not too over the top. It's just perfectly um, put together and executed. And and it's just, you know, pair that with any of their cool, funky cocktails. And that's the perfect Nantucket Mm. meal. Yeah, perfect in the summer. Awesome. So, and you guys rented a Jeep. So did you drive anywhere cool? Um, I mean, we drove everywhere. I mean, we even drove on the beach. We drove all oh, around the so island. Much fun. I mean, you know, we just tried to, you know, do kind of your classic Nantucket uh, things while we were there. Yeah. Okay, so Juliana, you actually did a bunch of day trips this summer too. Which one was your favorite? Yeah, I got to do. I got to do a lot of different day trips this year. Um, Rockport was definitely one of my favorites. It's so easy to get to from Boston. Um, we actually took the train there, so you know it's about an hour and twenty minutes on the train. If you leave from North Station, you go to Rockport, um, and then once you get into the town, it's only about another fifteen minute walk into the downtown. It's so much fun. That's awesome. That's super convenient. Yeah. 
And once you get into the downtown, they have all these really cute shops and little restaurants. And then there's um, the beach you went to is Front Beach. So, you know, it's all right there and so many great seafood options for, for lunch and dinner. That's awesome. I know Rockport's gorgeous. I mean, we actually went there this weekend. They have a little like holiday light display right now and it's so cute. I mean, yeah, so quaint. Yeah, I know. I want to go again this year, like this time of year just to see all the holiday stuff. But in the summer, it's just great because, you know, in Boston, it can kind of be hard to, unless you're going to Nantucket or, or on the Cape, it can hard, be hard to go to a beach. So I love going, you know, north of Boston and going to some of those beaches too. Yeah, and it's awesome because those are all accessible via the MBTA, so it's super easy. If you live downtown, you can just hop on the train, and then all of a sudden you're in a beautiful coastal village. I know, and these towns are so quaint and cute, and I just really loved it. That's awesome. Okay, great. So let's move on to your trip to Miami, Jacqueline. So where did you guys stay? So we went to Miami for our one-year wedding anniversary, and I'm so glad we made the trip down because we actually got to stay at the brand-new Ball Harbor St. Regis. Oh, yeah, it looked so great. I remember seeing some pictures. So what was it like? So it was amazing. I mean, this was our first time staying in Ball Harbor, which is, um, you know, in the northern part of Miami Beach, and it was amazing. We were right on the beach. Normally Uh, you guys stay in South Beach. Yeah. Normally we went for your bachelorette party at South Beach. Yep. Yeah. Normally we're in South Beach, but this time we wanted a kind of a quieter, relaxing trip. So we stayed at the St. Regis in Ball Harbor and we loved it. I mean, the service was amazing. The food was amazing. The views were amazing. I mean, it was just really a five-star stay. Yeah. It looks just so gorgeous and so luxury. Definitely. And we actually had an amazing imperial suite. So we had two balconies, a huge living room, a huge bedroom, huge walk-in closet, and just like beautiful modern bathrooms. Uh, We loved it. I mean, it was just such a relaxing getaway. And the weather was nice. We got a little beach time, pool time, and then we got to go to some more restaurants. Yeah. And so you guys went in October, so the weather was still really nice then. Or I mean, it's always nice, but it's still like beach weather. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely hot enough for the beach. We we went. I mean, it rained only one of the days for a little bit, but it was mm-hmm. still like sunny and hot. And, yeah. you know, we got to wear like nice summer outfits the whole time. So I know. I always love Miami. So the food also looked so good. Where did you guys eat? So we went to so many great places. I mean, we actually ate at a few different beach clubs. Um, because again, like, you know, with COVID, we're trying to stay outside and in Miami, I mean, why not? The weather is perfect for outdoor dining. Right. Um, so we went to the brand new, uh, one hotel beach club. Oh, I love the one hotel. The pool, the rooftop pool is amazing. Well, and their new beach club, it's like Tulum themed. So it's kind of boho vibe. Um, so, so that was awesome. And then we went to another one that was also brand new called Joya Beach. Oh, cool. So how was that one? So Joya Beach is kind of like Mykonos vibe. So so the decor was really cool. Fancy. Yeah. And it had all this like Greek food and Mediterranean food. It was like so healthy, so fresh. I mean, like honestly, I had some of the best just tomatoes that I've had in so long. Just so fresh. I know. I love Miami has really great Mediterranean food. I know one of my favorite restaurants is Byblos. Oh my God. It's so so good. good. I, will, I would go to Miami just for the restaurants, honestly. Oh my god, me too. It was amazing. I'm so glad we went. And last but not least, our last favorite trip of 2020 um, was actually Juliana's trip to Puerto Rico. 
Yeah, it was my first time going. It was so much fun. I really want to go back. Um, so, you know, we went to a bunch of different places. We stayed in the Condado area, so right on the beach. Um, and actually, when the last day we were there, the beach, they actually closed um, just because of crazy. COVID. So it's crazy. I mean, the timing could not have worked out better. So it was definitely well-planned. Um, and then we visited El Yunque, which is the national oh, park. we went there too. Yeah, it's so much fun. I mean... I think during COVID, it's probably less busy than it normally is because I can imagine it being like so crowded. But when we went, there was only a couple of other cars and people, you know, hiking up to like the little kind of... Um, to like the waterfall. Yeah, and- the waterfall and everything. The waterfall was so much fun. Literally haven't seen anything like that before. You hike up and you're in this like natural waterfall it cools you right off because the weather in Puerto Rico is pretty humid and hot. So it yeah. was a great and little... And it's humid in that rainforest. Yeah, super humid there. It was actually um, cooler in the rainforest than like in the downtown Puerto Rico. Oh, really? When we were there, we also went pretty early in the morning. So I think it just got hotter um, as the day went on. But the the rainfall, like, the rainfall in El Yunque was just so cool. I really want to go back. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we went because when we went to Puerto Rico a while ago, we actually stayed at a hotel near El Yunque. So I'm glad you guys got to go. That was awesome. Yeah. And then one of my favorite beaches that we went to was called Seven Seas Beach. It was... Where's that? It's about an hour from El Yunque. So we stayed in Condado and then we drove to El Yunque, which is about an hour. And then we drove another hour to seven seas so it was kind of like a circle that we made and seven seas is definitely less touristy than uh than the condado area so when we went there was like basically no one there beautiful beautiful blue water beach like basically no sand in the water it was just so great oh really crystal clear i I love love that. that and i got some amazing pictures we just relaxed there for most of the day and that was you know during the week so maybe that was also why it was less crowded but it was just gorgeous um, and you know, Puerto Rico has great food, you know, so we tasty. Love lots of fresh stuff, fresh vegetables. Um, we went to this restaurant, which is more of like a fine dining in Puerto Rico called 1919. It was in that restaurant and, you know, they have like a five course, um, tasting menu. It was so delicious. Um, but you know, there's so many great food options too, just like arepas, you can get those oh, anywhere. I love They're those. so good. So and mafungo. Oh, I love the mafungo with the the veggies and anything with yuca. I'm I'm in. I love it. So delicious. Fried or steamed. I love yuca. I wish that we had more of that in Boston. Me too. Awesome. All right. So those were our top ten trips from 2020, and we just want to say that you know while this wasn't the year any of us had planned, and I know a lot of trips got canceled or postponed, and. Juliana and I both had trips that were canceled and postponed. We tried to make the best out of it, and I'm just so happy that we got to do all these local trips and trips that we usually wouldn't have taken. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Okay, so that's all the time we have today on Travel Babies. Join us next time for our top five trips that we want to take in 2021. Thanks, GQ. Thanks, Juliana.